Have you tapped into your local network as best you can? Are you as active as you'd like to be? There is probably a big opportunity for you to increase your visibility amongst your local community. And today we're talking all about how you can do that with some simple and fun collaborations. I'm joined today by Melissa Rose, who is a studio owner and a podcast host and a pro when it comes to visibility for brick and mortar businesses. And we're going to be talking all about how you can work with other local businesses to grow your network and increase visibility amongst your local community. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. So welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Saran and I am thrilled that you are here with me again today. And I'm really excited because I am joined today by the amazing Melissa Rose. Now, Melissa isn't our typical guest. She actually runs a dance studio and she is going to be talking to us today all about how she built and grew her business and what one of the tactics that she uses um, to grow her business, but also the tactic that she is really passionate about helping other studio owners and brick and mortar businesses um, to help them to build their business as well. So Melissa actually started her business in 2009. She actually worked like many of you out of her, of her own home, um, teaching the art of dance to students of all ages, um, young and old. And she is also a mom of five, you guys. So she did this while she had her babies right there next to her in the pack and play. And she she has worked her little tushy off and she has built a business that is thriving right now with nearly 14, I think a team of 14 um, and an online membership called Dance On Demand. So she really has grown and evolved her business. And today she's going to be talking to us all about collaborating with other businesses in your area. So welcome, Melissa. Thank you so much, Sarahan. So great to be here. So great to be with your tribe. Excited awesome. to share. Awesome. So I've given folks like a little bit of an intro into how you got started, but you know, you've been in business now for, you know, 12 years or so. So tell me a little about that journey and how you came to build and grow, you know, going from working from, you know, the basement of your house to a team of 14. That's a big, big jump. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it wasn't always easy. I'm sure there were twists and turns along the way. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that to start. Thank you so much. Well, um, hello, everybody. I started my studio in 2009. And I started it because I had three kiddos at home, five and under. And I was a stay-at-home mom at first. And then I was like, let's see if I could stop traveling so much um, because I was always a teacher freelancing. I did that for years. And see if I can save myself even just an hour going front and back. And um, so I started that and then I um, 
had people come to the studio and I just said, Hey, I think I want to start a dance fitness class. Any parents or anybody in the neighborhood want to come? They came. And that is how I started my studio. And then I realized real quickly that, uh, Adults were not as committed as maybe kiddos would be. So I started teaching kids and I've I've always taught kids, but I really, I needed mom time. So I was kind of desperate for that. So that's why I started it. Um, But then I did my kiddos and I grew that to about 80 students coming in my doors. And I didn't want to grow a big studio, you guys. I was a stay-at-home mom. We ended up with five kids. I shouldn't say it that that way, but you know what I mean. We had five kids and I was a mama. (laughs) That was my job. And then I, um, life happened in 2015. My husband walked in the door and asked for a divorce and I needed to figure it out real quick. I was like, Mm -hmm. I've never had a real job. Mm -hmm. I was an actor, a choreographer, a teacher. So it was always freelance work. And the thought of putting my kids in daycare when I I just couldn't even fathom that, like the cost of that and then the job to get that to allow for that. So anyway, I was like, I'm going to figure it out. And that's kind of how I am. I grew up on a dairy farm, literally in Wisconsin, and I uh, figured it out. And I really thought there's got to be a way to scale my business without me taking on a commercial property. So that's where I started looking at online options. And I started to... I'm like, there's got to be a way to teach online that doesn't involve DVDs because <laughs> um, that's all I, you know, all I could, like, this was a while ago. And I was like, there's got to be this, a way to stream this. There's got to be. And Facebook Live had just come out in 2016. And I talked to a friend and she goes, absolutely do a Facebook group and stream your classes. And I was like, all right, sign me up. So that's what I did. Like, I, I'm kind of a doer. I don't, research to death. I don't think about it too much. I do it and then I figure it out. So that's what I did. And I had over a hundred people sign on for online classes. Incredible. Now I have a quick question. So were they local people or were they further afield? They were all over. I, it was my network. I, I, because I always got because I was consistent with my social media marketing, mm-hmm. um, I got so many people when they found out that I taught dance or they knew I taught dance. I mean, I was always the dancer growing up. So they would, gosh, I wish we lived closer. Your classes look so much fun. So then that opportunity presented itself. I had over a hundred people sign on to try it out. And we learned yeah. really quickly that Facebook Live was not the right platform. However, I learned And I learned really quickly, like, okay, this is what I need to do. There is a need there. How can I make it happen? Right. So over the course of the year, I, I learned and then I realized I had, um, enough content to package up a fitness class, my dance fitness class, which we later called Boogie Fit. And that is where I invested in a coach and I figured out how to, package up this membership, make it pretty, make it make sense and sell it to dance studios around the world. And that's how I cut my teeth in online marketing. Yeah. And I learned about that. It was a monthly membership and, and then, so that was 2017 ish. And Mm -hmm. I realized that uh, after a, a year and a half of that, I was like, okay, I can do this now to my to my studio for my studio and make this dance on demand. So that's what I did. In the meantime, um, 
my local business friends were like, what are you doing? You are doing something different because I was marketing my business differently because of all the things I had learned with the online marketing world. So because of that, my brick and mortar grew. I eventually then in 2000 moved into a commercial space, doubled the enrollment, in the meantime, added team, and that's how I grew. But it, it was not intentional. I did not want the commercial space because I knew what that meant. That's rent, mm-hmm. that's insurance, that's a lot other things to manage. That's the team. I got five kids. I got a team of my own, like to manage right. more people. That was that was really scary for me. So um, but it ended up that way. Um, so I took the scenic route to get to that commercial space. Yeah. But two things really stand out that perhaps really helped you to grow in the way that you did and be as successful uh, in the way that you have been. One of them is that you obviously had a wide reaching network Mm -hmm. to start with over the years, like you said, that people knew you for your dance Mm -hmm. um, and you had a network in place Mm -hmm. that you probably came very naturally because of the fact that you had been known, you were known for what you did, mm-hmm. right? You know what you're known for what you do. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, as you mentioned, is that you had invested time in learning how to market your business in the place and the way that actually gets you the, the business that you're looking for, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And when you're building an online business, you have to be really prepared to be marketing online, right? Which means a lot of learning and a lot of, and and it's a world that is constantly shifting and changing. You know, what worked five years ago in the online marketing space is not the same as what works right now. And it's a, it's a fast learning curve and you have to kind of keep up with it and and move with it. So it it seems to me that you've been, you've really embraced, you know, the, as you're taking your, your love for, for dance, your love for teaching and shared it with, um, the world, but you've also really developed and learned those skills that has helped you get there, you know, invested in those. It's so fun sharing my story and what people take from it. Um, yeah. uh, that is true. Uh, people will always say, talk to your network, your immediate network and let them know. And I didn't realize I was doing that. Um, right. Because it, it did come naturally and people have called me an influencer and I don't think of myself as an influencer. I just, I'm the, I like to connect people and, and I'm just sharing what I do very just like, Hey, this is what I do. Part of it is I think dance studio, you know, that's kind of a unique, you know, job per se, mm-hmm. you know, business. Um, and then the other thing you said about learning, I made my car a university with five kids. I was running around. So that was my <laughs> university. I was listening all the time, you guys to podcasts or books. And I just, the kids would watch the video. So I was like, I'm putting my earbuds in and I'm listening to a book or something to help me. So my van was my university. Awesome. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. So a lot of what you has helped you develop obviously is your network. And I'm sure that a part of that and what we're here to talk about today is how to collaborate with other businesses in your area as a way to really build and grow that network, right? And I, mm-hmm. I feel often when you're, um, you know, you're a studio and you are, or you're working on your own and you love what you do, but you are, um, oh, hold on, we back. Yep, yep. Um, if you love what you do and you are, um, you're building and, and growing and you get to kind of a certain point where you feel like perhaps you've kind of, um, fleshed out your own network. And perhaps you're kind of stuck as to how you're going to, where to go next. And even if you have, you know, active online, there is, that often isn't as immediate as perhaps 
Mm-hmm. And, and some other ways, right? Some mm-hmm. of the ways that we might talk about. Um, but, but finding collaborations with other businesses is something that I really recommend studios do, business, any business owners really. And there's a lot of different options available. So w- what did you do or what, what do you see as working well when it comes to using that type of a tactic? Absolutely. Collaboration is my number one way I tell businesses to grow because it's such a, it's a hands out way of growing. It's like, how can I help you? And when your hands are open, you can then receive. So you, when we collaborate, we are giving, we are sharing, we are helping. Okay. And we also have to keep in mind, all of us are local brick and mortars. We're all in our community. We need our community to support us. So that relationship and, and relationship of no like, and trust is the, is the number one way people come in our doors. So how can we do that more in our community? So, um, by giving, sharing and helping, but your community also likes to see that. All right. So, so much of business is subliminal. They're seeing what you're doing in the community. They've seen, they're seeing your, how active you are and how you work together with people. People like to see that. I love it when pe- my clients or not even my clients, they just see, they say, I see you everywhere. And then I see how you're working with other businesses or supporting other things. So that's where I'm going to talk about. So workshops is a great way to do a collaboration. So um, I'm going to give you three C's. The number one is connection. You want to be intentional about the other business. And I'm going to say business because I, I we're businesses, mm-hmm. how we're going to connect and make, make it make sense for both of you. Okay. So I'm a dance studio. Here are a list of businesses that I have worked with. I've worked with dentists, acupuncturist, photographer, childcare center, health food store, wineries, <laughs> library, Amazing. hospitals, fitness clothing, physical therapist, chiropractor, because my family is young families. Okay. So those businesses make sense to work together with. So some of them have been a workshop. Some of them have been an event. So we do drop and go date night at our studio one Friday a month. The the dentist sponsors that. So that way they're getting publicity and we're getting, so they pay that. So when I say sponsorship, they're paying to get that, that, that advertising and get their brand in front of those kiddos that they want in their dentist. Yeah. Office. Um, we do a workshop. Um, we've done a lot of workshops, but one workshop that's been very successful is our physical therapist. And this is a yeah. physical therapist that specializes in women's health because we have young families. So these right. mamas just had babies. Okay. And they want to walk through life and jump through life and continue life. And that, that workshop was a very well attended workshop because mm-hmm. it served the need of these, these mamas. Yeah. All right. So what are you, what are those businesses and those wheelhouses that make sense? So as you think about those wheel uh, people that you want to connect with, I do want you to think about how are they going to be to work together as far as promoting it? Okay. Like I said, I'm super intentional with my marketing. Mm -hmm. As much as I want to work with this chiropractor, I know that she's not going to promote it very well. So I'm going to pick this other chiropractor because I love them too, but I know they're going to work and do the work of promoting it on their end. Okay. So we want to be really intentional there because we don't want to be doing all the work. It's called a collaboration. We're working together. Okay. So are they going to promote it, share it, market it in the way you want? Yeah. 
Um, so th- that's one part of the connection. Um, another way we do this is through charity. We're doing that right now. So this mm-hmm. is the gift, the season of giving. So we, we think of different charities. We used to do one a month in our studio and really highlight it and share like the dancing studio would match financially, or we would take donations or something. And that's just a great way to show a goodwill, but it's also like collaborate another collaboration. Okay. So we have workshops, we have events, and then I have charity ways that we can collaborate. Incredible. Yes. And when you, you mentioned whether or not the partner would also be, would also promote it, does that tend to be something that you find is, um, that you tend to be the one to coordinate that? Do you come together? Does it just sort of depend on the individual business that you're working with? That's a great question. Cause that leads me to number two, which is communication. Mm. All right. So we, we established who the person was, then it's the communication part, which is the most important. Um, I'm going to pick on the physical therapy workshop that we had, cause it was a really great event and it, it's sold out, but it was done well and it was communicated well. So we chatted and we decided, okay, who is going to create the landing page and create the um, link? Are we each going to sell it separately in our businesses or is one of us going to head it up and have the link and then share it? So that way ticket sales are just in one spot. We don't have to worry about like, oh, you got 10 and oh shoot, I got 12. Now we're sold out. And you know, that stuff, it just keeps it keeps it simple. And I know that seems so simple and like logistic stuff, but that's the stuff, that's the stuff that falls through the cracks and makes it a yucky experience. So if your ducks are in a row, it just keeps it simple. So we just had a Google doc that we shared. We shared the pictures, we shared the copy, and then I created the the link where where they could get tickets. And I think back then it was just an Eventbrite link. Like it was super easy. And that way it was just one link. Everything was all in a row. And then it was communicated that you will get the, the leads and the addresses and the emails as well as I, mm-hmm. and, and that was done. So that communication factor of who, who's going to do what, are you going to share it on your stories? Are you going to share it in your Instagram? How are you sharing it? So listing out, maybe you list out the expectation. Like I want this posted right. at least one, once a week. Are you going to email it to your list? Is it going to be on your blog? Do you have a podcast? Is it going to be on the podcast as well? So all those things just, you know, check off the box, what you want or what you expect with this, because you're, that's a lot of time and resources. And usually you're not getting paid until the event happens. If it is a ticket event, maybe it's just a free event. So you're still putting (laughs) things out there. You're putting your energy and your time into that, you guys. So that's, that's money and you want it to go well. Okay. Because it's more people in your doors. So really going through that communication. And how far in advance do you think, do you find you need to sort of start working together? I mean, obviously you have some relationship with that person already or that business already. Um, and so you'd go to people perhaps you've met before or perhaps not, perhaps you mm-hmm. go to them with this idea of collaboration for a particular event, um, or, um, uh, some, you know, uh, or some other event and, and how long does it take to kind of pull it off? What do you say? I love that question, right? Because we all have our schedules. We all have our things going on. I am intentional about, I go to networking events and looking for people to collaborate, Mm. but I find that I'm looking for my business six to, you know, 12 months out because things are led out. So that's where the connection starts maybe. But if it's somebody I already know, 
I know we want to have some stuff in January, February, but I've already talked to them back in October. So I'd say between three to six months of like getting that connection going out. Now, as far as marketing it out to your people, I like six to four weeks, like having it there. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to be thoughtful about what else you have going on during that window of promotion as well. So you don't want to overwhelm your audience with, with too many different events, different promotions. And so it's always a smart thing to sort of map out that all of that on your marketing calendar. Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when you can drop in a couple of events with, um, with some local other businesses as well, as well as perhaps your own events or promotions or challenges you may have going on inside of your own business. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, you kind of have to start thinking ahead and be pretty organized, right? Right. Yeah. Right. All right. We'll look at that so you calendar. mentioned three C's. So we had yes. connection, communication. And then finally um, the closing. Right. So the event happens, you go through that. And a lot of times they'll be like, great, good job. Yay. That was fun. But I am always looking to improve. I don't, I want that connection. I want that collaboration, whether we do another event or another uh, workshop or charity event, whatever it is, I want it to go, okay, was that, was that worth both of our time? Was that successful? What would we do different? Um, How was it helpful? And really be honest with each other because business owners, you guys, we are super connected. And if we were great to work with, they're going to refer us to another business owner. Like that physical therapist was like, oh my gosh, you need to meet with this person over in this community and then this chiropractor over here. So it's another way of networking with other business owners by putting on a great event together. So if you can really be professional and organized and really have that giving mentality. It's going to reap so many rewards, not only with new clients in your doors, but new connections for you to ripple out. A hundred percent. And I think, I, I mean, I, we've all seen it, you know, I've certainly seen those business owners who are, who are active in the local community. They tend to have, it's sort of a, it is a ripple effect. It does create that momentum. And so you, you know, once you do one or two of these types of collaborations, you may find that instead of you going out to seek them, um, they might come to you as well. People might mm-hmm. pick up the phone and you be the person they call because they've seen that you do that sort of thing mm-hmm. as well. And so it's, it does, it's sort of one of those things, like you said, if you open up uh, your hands and you receive and, and it's, it's really important to be that also the one that is taking the action and not waiting for it to happen to you, but to go out there and, and make it happen. And you'll find often, I think that. I think that a lot of studio owners, especially, especially if you're solo working on your own in your own business or you have a home studio that you often feel like you're not there yet, you're not ready yet. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that that has to be the case at all. In fact, you'll find that a lot of other business owners feel the exact same way as you. So if you can be the one to reach out and introduce this idea of a collaboration and make it as fun as possible for each other, that energy will also then, you know, follow through into the event that you will be hosting for your, for your clients and for your community around you. So there's a, it does create this very positive force, I think, in your business and your community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, your most clients like to support this type of initiative amongst local businesses as well. Is that what you found, Melissa? Absolutely. They, Like I said, it's that warm fuzzy that your business gives off when people see that you're working with other businesses, you're promoting them as well as them promoting you. It's, it's a, just a great thing. I'm just a huge fan of collaboration. Yeah. And so you mentioned that you had worked with, you said the dentists, libraries, 
physical therapists, chiropractors, and, you know, I've seen other people work with um, local, um, if there's any local skincare brands or mm-hmm. spas or um, nutritionists, massage therapists, there's a lot of s- businesses that have similar kind of um, values to your business. And I think that's always a good place to start, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I like how and you said I- of values that keeping that in mind, you know, do they have the same values as you do that? That's a a great trait I didn't bring up. Yeah. I think that, you know, when you, if you're looking around your local community, you're probably as a business owner drawn to certain other mm-hmm. businesses, your interest, you know, you kind of are drawn to them. Perhaps you're already um, a client of theirs. Perhaps you go there to buy juices or buy, you know, buy lunch or, you know, there's lots of different uh, ways that you can collaborate. I've seen studios um, collaborate with local coffee shops. I've seen studios collaborate with massage therapists and acupuncturists and, you know, other boot, even small retail boutiques in town. There's a lot of crossover for opportunities for um, trunk shows or shopping events, which tend to be fairly popular um, and a great way to create buzz. And, you know, a lot of what we're trying to do here is, yes, we want to broaden our network locally a hundred percent, but we also, it's, it's also nice to have fun things to be able to talk about with your clients um, as, as a way to, you know, bring your community together and, and grow your network. Um, and so there's a little bit of everything and this is such a great topic. Mm-hmm. I like that you brought up that fun aspect because it kind of takes the weight off of selling. You mm-hmm. you just kind of get to be like, oh yeah, that's a cute outfit. Like if you're having a trunk show and people are trying on clothes and jewelry and, and it just kind of lets your hair down and you can just be like, oh, there's this side of you that I didn't realize when I say you, I'm talking about myself, you know, like, <laughs> you know, you get known as the Pilates person or the dance studio person or that, that role. And there's this other side of you that people get to see. And, um, you get to have other conversations that don't revolve around your business. And it just kind of lets your hair down. And then people are drawn to you in a different way. And that's been really nice too, because it just takes the pressure off of any sales. It's just, it, you're helping each other and just seeing each other totally. in a different way. Yeah. You just reminded me of an event that I know one of my uh, studio owners hosted. Um, They had a local um, uh, liquor store come and do like a wine tasting event. And that was fun. And it's just, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be necessarily the exact, you know, fitness and wellness related. It just can be something that you share an interest Mm -hmm. in. And maybe that's wine tasting. Um, And maybe that's shopping. And maybe that's, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of different ways that you can can take this, but I think a lot of it is also just about having fun and getting creative, you know? Yes. And, and have fun. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and I think everyone can do with that. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things I think the community that you're building when you're collaborating with other businesses, you know, community really appreciates you for creating these opportunities like mm-hmm. that, you know, mm-hmm. um, and pulling them into something a little bit different, perhaps, and a little bit unique as well. And, you know, the stuff I will also say that, you know, the other thing that comes to mind as we're talking about this, because it probably does feel a little bit overwhelming to sort of set something like this up, you know, thinking about, that marketing that you need mm-hmm. to do. And, you know, what does that look like for you when you were, when you've done that in the past? Is that creating graphics? Is that, what do you kind of, how do you map that out? What does that look like? That's a great question. Cause if you haven't done it before, it could be overwhelming. Um, so like I said, I like to have a six to f- like four to six week runway to promote this. And maybe you, I'm like the physical therapist, like we, 
or even the, our drop and go, we have one graphic that we put in our rotation for social media, but we, I'm fairly, I'm pretty strict with my email list and how much, how much we email them and making sure that that is our, because that's our number one way to get people to buy. So I make sure we, we get it out to our email list. And like I said, with that communication piece, having the copy, having it all set up so that each party is emailing our people, um, putting that social out. Um, I also, um, there's been times I personally invite people like just voice memo them or text them along with that graphic. We are bombarded so much. And it's funny, like you said earlier in the conversation, what worked five years ago doesn't necessarily work as easy right now. And coming back to that one-on-one relationship connection and just reaching out to people, um, you know, your top 20 clients, you know, those people that would support you. And if they can't come, they're going to share it with other people. So I have, I have messaged them and called them like, Hey, Hey Susie, I have this workshop coming up. I think you would love it, but if you can't make it totally understand, share it with your network. I think, um, it'll be a great time. And, and they do, or at least they know about it. So just that one-on-one spending 30 minutes to do that, um, has been proven successful too. Um, so sometimes we have to go a little bit old school, uh, to do those things, but yeah, I, th- I always say the buzz comes from you. So if you want something to be successful, like you can't just stick it on the website and forget no, about it. You have no. to be the one talking about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, when you see your clients often every day, it's really, um, you really want to be making sure that you're keeping these sorts of events top of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, like you said, if you plan it all a little bit, spend just a little bit of time planning, yeah. what do they say? One hour of planning saves you 10, 10 hours later on. Okay. Um, you know, you really, <laughs> isn't that the truth, right? Um, <laughs> You really do, you do really do save yourself a lot of sort of last minute, um, mm-hmm. stress. And I will also say that, you know, that you tend to be able to reuse that kind of a plan yes. multiple times. So if you do have a workshop that's successful, say, and you have a physical therapist come in and talk about women's health, then there's no reason why you can't do that same event, you know, six months later. Um, and to be honest, I, recommend that you do because if it's a success the first time it will likely be a success again um and if it's something that is interesting to your clients and your community then um they will be more than happy to to come again and again and again so mm-hmm. um definitely we're looking for ways to to save time um and you know and maximize what we can do in one mm-hmm. hour of planning <laughs> right absolutely and, and I'm a huge advocate of systems and documentation and regret and duplication so like you said every 6 weeks or every 6 months maybe having that same workshop because those same people aren't available at you know they you're not necessarily um, bringing in the same people because they couldn't come that first time. So it's, you could literally offer that same exact workshop and, and put it in there. So yeah, duplication is great. It's great. Yes. Big fan, big fan. We've all got got a lot of hats we're wearing in our business, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Fantastic. Well, this has been such a fantastic conversation, Melissa. I really appreciate you taking the time to join me and talk about this and to hear your story and to share your inspiration with all of the listeners. Mm -hmm. Um, So why don't you tell us a little bit about where um, some folks can find you to learn more about what you're doing now and what your business is doing now? Uh, you can, if you like podcasts, which I assume you do, come on over and check mine out, Brick and Mortar Visibility. It is a podcast dedicated to business owners who have a brick and mortar. So I come in every week to share with you tips, tools, and strategies that I've learned in my brick and mortar business to help you in yours. 
And if you just want to check out my uh, dancing house, my brick and mortar business, it's the dancinghouse.com. And you can just check out what I'm doing, check out the membership, see if that's something that you want to replicate in your business. And um, you feel free to DM me and see if you have any questions. I'd be happy to help. Wonderful. And where can everybody find you on the socials? Oh, goodness. Um. <laughs> or is that, <laughs> should, should I pop that in the show notes? <laughs> Just put it in the show notes. No, brick and mortar visibility and the dancing house is all on Instagram. So fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, this has been so fun. I love, 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 love these sorts of conversations, mm-hmm. sharing all these ideas across different um, types of businesses and hearing everyone, hearing your story and how you grew. It's been really wonderful and so, so inspiring. So thank you. Thank you so much, Melissa, for joining us today. Thank you so much. This has been a gift, Sarah. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. So I really hope everyone enjoyed listening in to this amazing conversation today. If this was helpful to you and you don't want to miss another episode, then all you have to do is hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast. Have a great week and I will speak to you soon. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day. Mm